Simple Sports Podcast. NFL Week 6 is in the books. And I'm excited as a Titans fan, uh, as a fantasy football player. Our picks have been doing well. If you can check those out, sportscapo.com. You can find our picks for every single NFL game on the year. We're hitting that close to 60%. We had a couple of bad weeks really to start, which is kind of expected considering, uh, you know, the NFL is a little bit 50-50 early on in the season. As you get into this time of the year and on, you should be able to more accurately assess and pick uh, the winners of these games now that we have more of an idea of who and what these teams are. But nevertheless, great week. Uh, Great fantasy week, great week for picks, great week for my Titans, Derrick Henry yet again, his fifth straight 100-yard rushing game, Uh, three games this year with 125 or more rushing yards and three touchdowns, that is the most, or tied for the most, in an NFL season in the Super Bowl era, that is an incredible stat, here's some more incredible stats about Derrick Henry, Uh, first of all, last night, uh, 143 yards, three touchdowns versus the Bills, 20 carries, and a huge Critical, very critical AFC matchup with the team that was uh, vying for one of the top seeds or the top seed along with the Ravens. Now you have the Bills, Ravens, and Titans uh, at four and two. The Ravens and or the Bills and Titans, and then the uh, Ravens obviously at five and one. All three sitting atop the AFC. Uh, but Derrick Henry, 143 yards, three touchdowns. 11 rushing touchdowns, by the way, of 50 or more yards tied him for fourth all-time with, oddly enough, former Titan Chris Johnson, uh, who's one of the fastest players we've seen come through the NFL. So that feat in and of itself is amazing. Uh, Derrick Henry also became the first player to run for 10 touchdowns in his team's first six games since 2005, led the NFL in rushing attempts, rushing yards, and rushing touchdowns in 2019, 2020, and he's doing so yet again in 2021. Has 51 more carries, 261 or 260 more yards, and five more rushing touchdowns than anyone else in the league. For comparison, in terms of passing, the gap between the number one passer in this competition really isn't that great. Tom Brady has 118 more yards than Derek Carr. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has 18 touchdown passes, one ahead of Brady at 17. So the discrepancy between one and two at his position, is uh, it's large, and uh, it's just been incredible to watch as a Titan fan. Another guy who's been incredible to watch, although I'm not a fan, but I do have great, great, great respect for the black and purple up in Baltimore. And Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, are 5-1 and one on the season, and it's thanks to mostly one man, that man, Lamar Jackson, uh, just taking over games. He's 6 in the NFL in rushing, or excuse me, 6 in the NFL in passing, 1,686 yards, 7th in rushing. I'm sorry. The quarterback is 7th in the NFL in rushing at 392 yards. They waxed the Chargers 34-6, to set the NFL record for most wins for a quarterback under the age of 25 with 35 Ws. Uh, the Ravens were, prior to Lamar Jackson becoming the starter, 44-45, and 45, basically 500 uh, between the Super Bowl that they won in 2012 with the blackout and Lamar Jackson taking over. And Baltimore since then has won 81% of their games. Uh, now, obviously, the Ravens have their sights set on the Super Bowl, but for the time being, that is an incredible achievement. And you must give this man, Lamar Jackson, and this team, Harbaugh, the defense, the uh, Aussie Newsom, you can keep naming names, but you got to give them their flowers, regardless of how you may feel 
and this is what I do, right? I'm an objective observer, right? I'm a Titans fan. I respect a few other teams as far as, like, I'm not a fan, but when they're playing and they're not playing the Titans, I tend to root for them. The Ravens are one of them. And uh, you just you got to give them their flowers. Um, now, a team that people aren't rooting for exactly are the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'll, I'll just say this now. Um, if you're selling your Kansas City stock, that's fine. Um, I'll buy it if you're selling it. I'll, I'll take it off your hands. No worries. Uh, before the season, I said it's very possible the Chiefs stumble out of the gates, and they have. They're 3-3. Three and three. That's stumbling for the back-to-back Super Bowl representatives of the AFC. I guess there are some teams who are – who would be dying to get to three and three, um, three and three for them. I don't think is the worst. In fact, I said going into the season, it, there's a chance that they could lose two or three of their first couple of games. You have a new offensive line, which is the reason you lost the Super Bowl in the beginning. Um, and that needs time to mesh. I think they have all five new starters or at least five guys in different positions. If some guys are there from last year, but regardless, that's not something that you just plug and play for the most part. You might get a offensive lineman that plugs right in and fixes things. But when you're mishmashing your entire unit, uh, it's, it's just going to take some time. You've been to two straight Super Bowls, meaning you've played the absolute maximum amount of games that you can play in back-to-back seasons. So it's not like they were out before the playoffs started and had an extra month or two to get ready for the season. That's not the case. Um, and that's for two straight years. You open the season with the Browns, uh, a game they easily could have lost, especially in opening day. All kinds of crazy things happened. Um, they lost to the Ravens, which they did lose. The Chargers, another loss. The Eagles, the Bills, and Washington. Uh, so if they had won all those games to start the season, I would have already declared them the AFC Super Bowl representative for a third straight year. That's a tough way to open the season. So for the people that are selling their KC stock, go right ahead. I'll take it all. Um and despite all the hoopla, they're a game behind the Chargers in the division with another matchup later on in the season. So um, it, I only have two issues with the Chiefs. And really it's one that exacerbates the other. Uh, and it's the turnovers. Mahomes has eight interceptions. Uh, I believe they have six fumbles on the year. You see, it's hard enough to win in the NFL. It's even harder to win when you have a bad defense. And it's probably the hardest when you have a bad te- uh, defense and you're giving the other team extra possessions to go along with said bad defense, and that's what the Chiefs are doing. Uh, they have 14 giveaways. So, yeah, eight picks by Mahomes, six fumbles, the most in the NFL, only behind – or not – excuse me, not even behind, um, but they have the most. Second is Jacksonville is what I'm trying to say. And, look, that's not great, especially considering defensively they are far closer to the bottom of the league in takeaways than the top – what you then can't do is be a team that turn over, turns the ball over a lot, and that's what the Chiefs have become. Not selling my stock. It is early in the season. Mahomes has been uh, out of character. The defense has been, uh, while they've been fairly bad, at least in the regular season in the last couple of years, you can still usually count on them to create pressure on the quarterback with their pass rush, Frank Clark. Um, and the like, um, maybe get a couple of uh, forced fumbles or turnovers in the secondary with Tyron Matthew. This is not, to me, a sign of concern. I think it is simply a sign of a team that is going through some struggles. And if you're telling me that through six games, they've played three of the best teams in the AFC and then three others, um, and they're 500 with 
a very, very easy, uh, easy schedule um, heading out the season. I have no issues, no concerns with the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, so the Browns, the AFC North. There's a lot of things to talk about here, but I want to focus on the Browns. Three things I want to talk about today. The Browns, uh, the Titans briefly, and then a few teams uh, that I just think are in trouble for one reason or another. But we want to start with the Browns and the AFC North. So the Browns are in a lot of trouble. And it's because, well, for one, it's on the table that they return to the lowly Browns that we've seen and always known. Uh, bad team, penalties, uh, getting blown out, losing games that they should win, um, not being able to come through in close games, big games. We've seen it. And they're close to it again. Um, some of it has to do with injuries to their entire uh, unit. Some of it has to do with their quarterback play. And I think a lot of it has to do with their quarterback in general. So first and foremost, um, he is the quarterback. He's in charge. He has the ball more than anyone else on the team. And he's not played well. Baker Mayfield, if you haven't guessed it, is who we're talking about, obviously. He has not played well. And admittedly, I thought he'd take a step forward this year, second year in the system with a real head coach, uh, Kevin Stefanski. He's on his third head coach in almost as many years. That's not good for any quarterback, much less a guy who is still young in the league and still on his first contract. But that's not an excuse to his play. He's been average with a few great games sprinkled in at best but in the other games he's just been bad uh, and what's most concerning are the games that you have the opportunity to take the lead and take over and win um, for example the playoff game versus the Chiefs Mahomes goes down you get the fall back with the chance to take the lead and you don't similarly this year against the Chargers despite all that needed to happen in order for the Chargers to score nearly 50 points you still had an opportunity to win the game, and they couldn't move the ball. This week, or this past week, versus the Cardinals, it was clear who was the better quarterback on the field, even if, as a team, the Browns didn't show up altogether, their defense didn't show up, their their receivers, none of those guys really showed up to, to take on the challenge. But you should still be able to make plays as a quarterback. And it was so big, the gap between Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield on that day, that it was scary to watch. There were drops in back-to-back -back games by Odell Beckham. And still, these are games you must win. Now, you go to Odell on fourth down, you can't really make up for it because obviously the other team gets the ball back. But the reality is those are games that you need to win. These are other AFC teams that you will need to beat in order to make it to the Super Bowl. If you're talking about the Browns going to the Super Bowl, well, guess what? The Chargers, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Titans even, um, the Bills, uh, these are all AFC teams. And you haven't beat the Chargers. You haven't beat the Ravens. Um, you barely beat the Steelers and Bengals. Uh, and now Baker Mayfield's hurt. He came out to the podium post-game in a sling. Said it's a dislocated shoulder. It's not the first time it's been dislocated. And it's the same shoulder that's been dislocated. So that's an issue. Your backup as a team is Case Keenum, who to this point, virtually the same guy as Baker Mayfield. Uh, I, 
obviously think Baker is better. But in terms of production and what each guy is capable of and just physically what they look like, what they play like, they're the same guy. Uh, and your defense now is just average. Miles Garrett's playing well, but aside from Miles Garrett, there is not a lot to be uh, excited about with this Browns defense. I mean, they did just give up 47 to the Chargers. So a lot of concerns on that side of the ball, on both sides of the ball. But the bigger question is, if you're a Browns fan, if you're looking at this thing from 10,000 feet up like I am, what happens with the Browns in this division? I said it to start the year. You have a golden golden opportunity to at at most be competing with the Ravens for the division. Maybe the Steelers bounce back with the different quarterback and pick things up where they left off. Mike Tomlin is a great coach. I don't see that being out of the question, but the reality is right now they don't have one. Uh, the Steelers aren't nearly as good as the Ravens or the Browns on paper. And the Ravens for the division are just living right at the moment because everything they do seems to go right. They are a mass unit all across the ball and still are somehow 5-1. and one. And quietly nipping at everyone's heels are the Bengals, who now have a real quarterback in Joe Burrow. They're playing much better defensively. Still not protecting him to the point that you would love to see for your franchise quarterback, but yet and still, the Bengals are playing much, much better. And if the Browns aren't careful, they're going to end up finishing last in this division. Not just because they're, not because they're going to be a bad team, but when you're talking about your quarterback not playing well, all the injuries that you have to overcome. Before you know it, you could be 10 weeks in, maybe four and six, five and five, and really scratching and clawing to try to make the playoffs. And based on what we've seen from Baker Mayfield, I don't think he's going to be be able to overcome that. Now, I also said before the season, strictly in football terms, I know there's a lot of things that would make this probably not happen, whether it be the location or the weather the coach, what have you. But strictly in terms of take this guy from this team and put him on that team and will they be better? The Cleveland Browns are the team that should be going after Aaron Rodgers next season. For one, well, for a few reasons, uh, he'd have the top running game or one of the top running games in the league with Chubb and Hunt, although they're both hurt right now. We'll see what that looks like long-term. But as it stands on roster, um, he will have the top running game in the league, or one of them, a host of weapons, not necessarily Devontae Adam and the guys that he has in Green Bay, but a host of weapons, two tight ends, two stud wide receivers, and maybe he's a proper elixir to fix whatever it is that ails Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, and then a good defense that could be better. Uh, they were great last year, not so great this year. But you pick up another guy here or there, maybe you swap out defensive coordinator, whatever you got to do, but you improve the defense. And perhaps even just them being on the field a little less, something that Rodgers could offer simply because he's a better quarterback, could be all that they really need defensively. So to me, I think that's the spot. Not to mention um, one of the bigger reasons that's not directly on the field, but it's been rumored since we saw the Steelers and the Packers play, we saw a lot of flirtation from Aaron Rodgers towards Mike Tomlin and, and back. And what you don't want, I said this before as well, what you don't want is to not have the best quarterback in the division. Now, I, I don't think they're going to regardless because I think that's Lamar Jackson, but let's assume that you don't think highly of Lamar Jackson. So then you're left with Baker, Big Ben, and Joe Burrow. 
I think at best, Joe Burrow and Baker Mayfield are a push just because they're both very young and don't really know what they're doing. Talent-wise, I think Joe Burrow's better. And then you got the Steelers who don't really have a quarterback. Well, if you argue Lamar Jackson's better, you argue Joe Burrow's better, and I think both of those are the case. If Aaron Rodgers ends up in the Pittsburgh Steelers uniform, you're going to have the fourth best quarterback in the division. You're going to have, at best, the third best coach because Mike Tomlin's a better coach, and uh, uh, so is John Harbaugh for the Ravens. You're not going to have the best coach. You're going to have the third best. You're not going to have the best quarterback. You're going to have the fourth best. So the only thing you're going to have is an overall better roster. But the Chiefs or the Ravens and the Steelers are not far behind when it comes to that. I think the Ravens obviously have a better quarterback, but not as good everything else. I think the Steelers are at least on par with the Browns everywhere else, but not as good as quarterback. If you get Aaron Rodgers there, you're not going to have any advantage over any of those teams. And before you know it, the Browns could be back to the poopy Browns that we've come to know. That is not a good place to be. So, the Titans get a big, big, big win against the Bills at home on Monday Night Football. And as a lifelong Titans fan, I always ask, well, what's next for the Titans? I was not shocked in the slightest that they beat the team a lot of people consider it to be the best in the NFL. It's the type of game that they will typically lose, but this was a little bit different. It's a standalone game, prime time. Those are the games that they actually tend to show up. I remember them going to Dallas a few years ago with Marcus Mariota, who had maybe his best game statistically in Dallas. Um, and they won, I think, like 24 to 6 or 24 to 3 or whatever it was in a game that. I don't think anyone picked them to win. And a similar thing happened here. You have the Bills coming in who are just rolling people so far through the season. And the Titans who have looked mediocre at best. Sometimes they look like the old Titans that were a terrible team. This is the game that they win. I'll never forget a similar game they had a few years ago. Back versus the Steelers. They were 6-3 and three, headed to Pittsburgh for a chance at sole possession of the number one seed. This is during the height of Marcus Mariota's uh, brief run with the Titans. And if they win, they push the Steelers to 7-3. and three. Titans would have also been 7-3. and three. They hold a tiebreaker. First place in the AFC with six games to go. And this is obviously when you had uh, the one and two seeds that got a bye. So it would have been a huge deal with six games to go to have sole possession of first place. And in that game, it's 16-7 to at half. And the Titans come out, and immediately they hit Rashard Matthews for a one-play 75-yard touchdown to make it a 14-17 game and a real game, um, a big game. And the game would finish 40-17. to Titans were going to get a single field goal for the rest of the game, and that was it. They would finish the season. I think they went 9-7 and seven that season. They had an okay season. I think that's the year that they went to Kansas City, Alex Smith's last year, and beat them in a crazy, crazy game. And so, again, this year, you're 2-1 and one on the road versus the Jets, a chance to go 3-1, and one, and assuming all other games end up going the same, um, their game against the Colts and the Jaguars, you'd currently be 5-1 and one and tied atop the AFC with the Ravens. But you lost to the Jets. Now, I'm not sure how, you know, the official breakdown would look between them and the Ravens. They have obviously haven't played each other, but they'd have a similar record. So I don't know who um, would get the tiebreaker ultimately. 
But regardless, they'd be the only 5-1 and one AFC teams. And instead, we are here. The Titans are 4-2, and two, which is great. You'd rather be 4-2 and two than 2-4, two and four, obviously. And throughout the year, defensively, I've thought they've played okay for all six games. I actually thought they played okay. They started off well in the Arizona game, and that game just got out of control. Um, they've given up some really, really dumb big plays. They gave up two 60-yard touchdowns to the Seahawks, but aside from that, I thought they played okay. And you can keep going on game by game, but all things considered, play to play, they've been a, a okay defense, middle of the road, maybe right at average. Um, they, they've not been great. They've been great in a few moments, and I think last night versus the Bills, they were excellent. Harold Landry leads the league in pressures on the quarterback. Didn't expect to see that, but that's a great thing. Picked him up from Boston College just a few years ago. Jeffrey Simmons, I also love. They stole him in the draft. I think he had an injury history, so he fell a little bit. Titans end up picking him up, and he has proven to be a real player for them. Had a huge, huge stop on the fourth and one QB sneak by Josh Allen. Just blew up the whole thing. Um, and then the issue has been the secondary. Kevin Byard, love him, but the rest of those guys – not good. Um, not good at all. Secondary has been the weakest link. And it just got scarier after the Bills game, watching DB after DB after DB go down. Uh, Chris Jackson wasn't playing that great to begin with. Um, and just, he was hurt. He gave it his all. Um, no issue with that. But let's be honest, I mean, talent-wise, it just it wasn't there. They bring in Breon Borders off the bench. No go. Immediately gives up a pass interference, what could have been a touchdown. Uh, Julio, offensively, has also been banged up. He made a great catch in the game versus the Bills. Didn't really see him much after that. A.J. Brown came into the season or into the game a little sick, a little under the weather. Didn't look like himself in the first half. He was huge in the second half, but for the year, hasn't been what he's been the last two years. So how does this whole thing play out if you're a Titans fan? Well, Next week is another crucial, crucial game against the Chiefs. Uh, they do get to play at home, and we have seen the state of the Chiefs, specifically their defense, through six weeks. So that game is very winnable. From there, you go to Indy, you go to the Rams, uh, you host the Saints, Texans, go to the Patriots, host the Jags, at the Steelers, home for the Niners and Dolphins, and then finish with the Texans. Only one of those games makes me really nervous, and that's the Rams. Otherwise, there's a really good chance if they play well, if they play up to their standard, that they can win all those games. It's very possible. The media doesn't love this team. They don't get talked about on the shows, which is fine. Um, you know, it is what it is. Colin Cowherd, as usual, was on the wrong side. Of course, he doesn't watch the games, I'm convinced. Uh, most others just say, well, you know, the defense is horrendous. And to me, that's a clear indicator that you are not watching what's actually happening in these games. But I get it. People don't like the Titans. They're not a big market team, not super fancy, not super flashy. They just bludgeon you to death and try to win games. I think as it stands, they are the second best team in the AFC behind the Ravens. I'd have the Ravens in the AFC Number one, and then the Bills, Chiefs, and Titans, you can put them in whatever you want for the other three spots in the top four. Personally, from what we've seen through six games, I'd probably go with the Titans, and I'd probably go with the Chiefs if I'm really honest, 
I wouldn't have an issue with someone putting the Titans and then I'd have the Bills. All right, the last thing I want to talk about, as I mentioned earlier, there are a few teams who have some issues to work out. They are in trouble, big trouble. Um, and one of those teams is the Browns. We're not going to talk about them again. We've already talked about them, but they have issues that they need to get worked out. Another team in trouble, the Dolphins. They don't have a quarterback. Uh, they made two mistakes in that regard. One was drafting Tua to begin with. Uh, between his injury history and what we saw last year, it's clear to me that they made a mistake simply by drafting that guy. I, I was out before the season started. I was out before they drafted him. It's a no, no, no from me, but I don't run the team, so they're not going to listen to me. But, okay, so you elect to draft a quarterback. But let's not forget who they selected him over, Justin Herbert, just to name the first guy that was taken um, afterward. That also appears to be a mistake. And as a quick tangent, um, this is for all teams, for all the GMs out there that are listening. I just find it so odd and, and quite frankly, as a fan, irresponsible for teams to just draft quarterbacks because you need one. You sign quarterbacks because you need one. I think the Bears made this mistake this year. You sign Andy Dalton because he was the best available, but is it the best decision? I mean, no, you need to draft the right guy, right? If you're going to go into the draft and say, we're going to draft a quarterback, do you just draft the quarterback because you need one and there's some available, or do you try to draft the right guy? Not just the best guy for that year. The best guy for that year isn't saying much. It's fantastic that you think Tua is the best going into the draft. and Maybe he's head and shoulders above the rest of those guys. But how does he compare to his new peers, the guys he's going to be facing? Uh, Tom Brady obviously is not in the division anymore, but he was in their division. You got Josh Allen in that division. And, of course, you have Zach Wilson. Um, and who am I missing? Um, oh, no, that's it. That is everyone. So is, was Tua going to be better than any of those three guys? Is he better than Mac Jones, who's now with the Patriots? I, I don't think so, not based on what I've seen. I don't think he's even better than Zach Wilson. At the very least, they're the same or, or in terms of their impact. I don't see either guy necessarily being a star. Um, and then, of course, we see what Josh Allen is doing. He is certainly not Josh Allen. Uh, now, he's played less than 10 games in his NFL career. He's already hurt. You come back this year, you're already having a terrible season, and then you go out and lose to the Jaguars, a team that really shouldn't win a single game. I think the Miami Dolphins made a huge mistake just by drafting Tua. The Broncos, I also think, made a mistake. Or they didn't make a mistake, but they just have an issue, a big issue. And they also don't have a starting quarterback. I love Teddy B., Seems like a great dude. Seems like a guy I could play for. Um, but he's just not that guy. Uh, after starting the year 3-0, and they've lost three straight now, and they look pretty pedestrian as a team. And a large part of that has to do with the quarterback. Teddy B is just, he's right down the middle. And unfortunately, right down the middle, when the rest of your team isn't great, it's not good enough. It's a similar situation to the Browns. Baker could be average. But average as a quarterback when the rest of your team isn't playing that well. If Baker were an average quarterback with last year's team being as productive as they were, you'd be talking about a totally different Brown team. And same can be said for the Broncos. If you're talking about a team that had the defense of old or even close to that, 
or offensive weaponry um, that, you know, someone like Peyton Manning had. He had some pretty good players around him offensively as well. The Broncos could be a lot better, uh, but they don't have a quarterback who can elevate, and and that's unfortunate. And they don't have one coming on the pike. They drafted Drew Locke, bust. Signed Teddy Bridgewater, Case Keenum. You can keep going. The Broncos have missed on quarterbacks for quite some time. And apparently there's not one in this upcoming draft. Uh, if they're going to make the mistake a lot, like a lot of other teams do and draft one for the sake <clears throat> of drafting one, they're going to be right back in this position for the next few years. Another team with an issue, the Steelers. While they got the win, it is crystal clear to me that they need another quarterback. Big Ben, Skip Bayless called him medium Ben. I've always called him little Ben. Not always, but the last few years because he's not been good. The only saving grace for the Steelers right now is that Big Ben is healthy enough to be on the field and is a veteran who mentally, there aren't many quarterbacks you'd rather have, right? Like if you said, okay, we're going to play the game in our head, you take guys like Brady, Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott even, Big Ben, guys who've done this for a few years, um, obviously the former being a lot longer in the game. Big Ben's been in the game for a really long time. He's been around the block. He can get you in and out of the right plays. Those things he's elite at. But you have to execute those plays. Taking advantage of every blade of grass on the field, this is something that Big Ben can no longer do. And it's holding this team back. Another team that should be doing everything they can to land Aaron Rodgers next year. Uh, And look, there are others. The Seahawks, for obvious reasons, are in trouble. Russ's injury, we don't necessarily know when he's coming back. The defense has been poor. They paid Jamal Adams a lot of money, and he has so far been absent for the Seahawks this year. There are others. I could talk about the Eagles who don't have a quarterback. I don't think Jalen Hurts is that good. The Falcons, same thing. All the other teams really are just bad. You know, you could talk about the Jaguars. I think they're in trouble, but trouble for what? They're, they were they suck going into the year. They suck with Urban Meyer. They're going to suck after Urban Meyer. Same thing with the Jets. They've sucked for years. So saying that they're in trouble really doesn't do a whole lot. Those are the teams, uh, the ones I talked about briefly, are the ones that I think are in serious trouble moving forward. Everyone else is either already really bad or, you know, they're teams that are moving in the right direction, moving forward. Teams like the Bucks and the Cowboys who have no issues, or at least the Cowboys who for the last few years have been terrible and now – are looking like one of the NFC contenders. You have a team like Baltimore who going into the season, a mass unit in terms of injuries, but they're 5-1. and one. All, inju- all worries are have been washed away, at least for myself. Um, so those are the teams that I think that are in trouble. We'll talk about picks later on in the week. Um, we've been doing well so far, like I said, uh, right at 60%. You can find those on sportscopo.com. In the meantime, though, I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Take care. Peace.